welcome to the Rainsville Educational Podcast. This podcast is used to help train and equip believers to become disciple makers to serve God's kingdom through the local church. Enjoy this next session as we talk about this week's spiritual rep. Well, all right, so week one of two in terms of our Q&A sessions on the rep, so let's jump right into this. The question for this week dealt more with theology uh, and was phrased like this, spiritual warfare for dummies. First, let me say this. First of all, that's a great question. It probably carries weight for every single person listening into this week's rep. Secondly, we're all probably dummies when it comes to spiritual warfare. But thankfully and graciously, God in His infinite wisdom has given us instruction on how to wrestle with the devil. Now as always, I want to say this, that it would be impossible for me to give you an exhaustive answer to that question in a mere 10-minute podcast. So what I've done is I've taken three texts from the Bible that I believe are good first punches uh, really two points that are good first punches to throw, and you'll understand that more in a moment. But I've taken some texts that I think are good punches for us to throw when we wrestle with the devil. And so here's the first one. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 says this. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Your adversary the devil prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour Here's point number one. Don't ignore the devil. I think it's an unfortunate thing how in our society, Hollywood, through their obsession with horror movies, has fictionalized the devil. It's almost as if they've desensitized people to the reality of the devil in the world. Can I just point out the obvious? The devil is not some made-up monster hiding under the bed. The devil is not a fictitious character in a horror movie. The Apostle Peter, probably drawing on the imagery from the Psalms, literally says he is prowling around in the grass like a starving lion. He is your adversary. He is active. He is scheming. He is manipulating. He is tricking. He is tempting. He is lying. He is stalking you right now like a starved lion in the high grass of the African savanna. Hear this wisdom from Peter. Be sober-minded. Be watchful. Brother and sister, listen to me. Don't you dare ignore the devil. He will catch the ignorant, but the wise will always wrestle against him. It seems like an obvious point, I know, but perhaps for a lot of people, the best first punch that you can throw is to stop ignoring the spiritual warfare going on in your life. Stop relegating the demonic realm to some kind of make-believe world of Hollywood. Wake up, for the devil has drawn first blood. The better question now is what should you do about it? Well, to begin with, the Lord, speaking through the pen of the Apostle Paul, has given us some armor so that we can use it to deal with the devil. So let's look now at Ephesians chapter 6, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of His mind. Put on the whole armor of God, that you may be able to stand against the schemes of the devil. 
For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers over this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, and having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and as shoes for your feet, having put on the readiness given by the gospel of peace. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith, with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. And take the helmet of salvation, and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying at all times in the Spirit, with all prayer and supplication. To that end, keep alert with all perseverance, making supplication for all the saints. Point number two, deal with the devil using the armor of God. The Apostle Paul gives us some defensive armor here, which in Paul's mind is most likely paralleling imagery from a Roman soldier in the first century. He gives us these pieces of armor we can put on, the belt of truth, which I believe is the promise of God's word. He tells us about the breastplate of righteousness, which I believe is the righteousness of Christ freely given to the believer. He tells us to put on shoes of the peace of the gospel. I'm reminded of what R.C. Sproul said, that the shoes of the gospel of peace are the sturdiness and the protection of the Roman soldier's sandals. Yes, the peace of the gospel will keep you grounded in warfare. And take up the shield of faith. In the helmet of salvation, believing in the promise of God, trusting in the righteousness of Christ, and relying on the power of the gospel of Jesus Christ. But Paul doesn't just give us defensive armor and, and tell us just to knock away all the arrows. He also gives us some offense as well. The word and prayer. If you want to hit the devil in the mouth, then here is one boxing glove. Actually, Paul says it's a sword. It's the word of God. This is why I tell people all the time, memorize the Word. Man, alive, when you put that Word into your heart through memorization, it's like putting the sword of the Spirit into the sheath of your soul, which you can pull out and swing at a moment's notice. Commit yourself to the study of God's Word. Commit yourself to the proper understanding of God's Word. Commit yourself to the memorization of God's Holy Word and you will be equipped to send the old serpent a nice right hook that will draw blood from him. And then, if I may say, here's the other boxing glove. Prayer. Oh, how often this is forgotten. What a great power we have in prayer. And what a great shame that some never use it. Ask the Lord for help. Ask Him for strength. Ask Him to come and knock the serpent and his demonic minions out. For take note of this. Sure, we can draw blood. And we should. Don't ignore the devil and be his punching bag. You can punch back, so throw a right hook. But keep in mind the closing lines of Paul's letter to the church at Rome. The God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Wow. What an encouraging word from Paul. Here's the last point I want to make today. 
Point number three. Defeat the devil. God will. When I read this verse and preparing for this episode, I was reminded of a prophecy from the opening pages of Genesis. It's when God is speaking after he's relegated curses already to Adam and Eve for their disobedience. He then turns to the old serpent and says, I will put enmity between you and the woman and between your offspring and her offspring. He shall bruise your head and you shall bruise his heel. I find this is encouraging to remember in our wrestling against the devil. The cross has rendered him powerless. He has no accusation that is valid against me. The cross has removed my condemnation. He has no charge he can bring against me, for it is God who justifies. He can only poke me with his arrows, but his poking is in vain, because though he wrestles with me for the moment, his end is certainly approaching. He may bruise my heel from time to time, but I take great confidence that ultimately the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. I could throw some right hand jabs and I might even sneak in a pretty good uppercut. But I know in my heart that one day soon Jesus is coming to land the final blow that will strip the devil of any weapon, warfare, or evil wish he may have. For God will soon crush the serpent. Take confidence in that promise. So how should we wrestle with the devil? I'll leave it here. Don't ignore the devil. Deal with the devil. And lean on Christ, for he will soon defeat the devil once and for all. I pray this has been encouraging and helpful. Next week, the Q&A will speak more to some discipleship questions and logistical questions that you don't want to miss. I think it will be really helpful for some of you. Uh, so stay tuned for that now. You know what time it is. It's time for the Outreach Ideal of the Week. Alright, well here's your Outreach Ideal of the Week. It's nothing novel. It's just something I've been thinking about given our contemporary uh, situation with which we're dealing so how can, we, how can we reach our street or how can our Sunday school class reach our neighborhood when the world is practicing social distancing? I mean, it makes it kind of difficult to reach out to people uh, when we have these guidelines that are they're very good recommendations and we need to abide by them. But it makes it difficult to do our outreach in a time like this. Man, I've been saying this all week. What a blessing it is that we have technology now. Uh, man, don't be afraid to call these people that hopefully you've already made contact with. Don't, don't be afraid to just send them a text and let them know you're praying about them. Even though we can't be a physical presence right now, and maybe not even so for the upcoming weeks, we certainly can be a virtual presence. You can still minister to your street and neighborhood even if they can't open their front door. So let me encourage you to do just that this week and even the upcoming weeks. Take the opportunity to maybe call and check on someone in the neighborhood that your Sunday school class is trying to reach out to or, or in the street that your Sunday school class is ministering to. And I remind you yet again, uh, please don't forget, once you receive clarity from the Lord where your Sunday school group should be ministering, to let us know so that we're not duplicating each other's work. 
Uh, you can text that to me, call me and tell me, or just send it to me in the email, or whatever works for you, whatever's most convenient. So I hope that's encouraging to you and encourages you even more to continue to reach out to people, even while we're practicing social distancing, uh, at least for the next couple of weeks. And so I hope this has been uh, an encouraging time for you guys, and I pray it blesses you. I'll speak to you again next week. Blessings. Mm-hmm.